the Make Share Grow podcast. I'm artist Julie Marriott, and I created this podcast to share behind the scenes stories of art, craft, and the creative process. Hey guys, today I wanted to talk about how I think about the meaning of my art and how my process fits into that. I'll press it, I'll just preface this by saying that, of course, the meaning of art with capital A is a huge subject on its own, and I'm not really tackling that today. What I just wanted to talk about was more how I personally approach a meaning when it comes to my own work and the process through which I make my work. I hope that this will be a helpful discussion for you as a fellow artist and will encourage you to keep creating. I'm going to separate the episode into two basic sections. The first one is why I make art, and then the next section is talking about how I've come to understand my art as I've grown in my art practice. Those two things are different, and so I think I'm going, it'll be helpful to kind of start out by talking about why I make art in the first place. So I Ever since I was a little kid, I've always just loved creating things. I've always loved making things with my hands. And the process of just creating a physical object and having something that's finished and like very physical and tactile that I can hold with my hands has always been really rewarding for me. So making has never been a very emotionally driven thing for me. I personally, I am not really trying to work out my feelings through my art or anything like that. It's been more the joy has come from the design aspects of my work. So even when I'm working now, the main drivers of why I love to create is the challenge of mixing the right colors, of like the challenge of getting pleasing color combinations, of laying out the design of a piece so that it's really well balanced. And also sort of art making for me feels like a fun creative puzzle where I'm problem solving as I'm going along. And it's a fun challenge trying to figure out how to make something that is visually pleasing and maybe coming up roadblocks and having to sit and think about it and then come up with creative or new ways of solving the problem. So those are some of the main ways that I think about why I make art. Those are the things that are really rewarding and interesting to me in my art process. So over the last couple of years, as I've gotten more involved on Instagram, where a lot of my artist friends are hanging out, and I've met a lot more contemporary artists, um, I have gotten to see what a lot of my artist peers are saying, as well as what they're making, and how they describe how they think about their work. And there is a big segment of artists out there who are making work that is obviously coming from a very deep and meaningful emotional place. So hearing artists talk about their work like that has made me kind of pause and wonder, wow, their work seems so deep. Is my work personal enough? Because I think more about the visual aspects of my work versus it coming from a more emotional sort of side of me. 
And so I talked about this some, just kind of touched on this idea in episode 15 about art and fear, about questioning, is my work personal enough or is it too personal? And I think that's something that we all can go on one side or the other. So I would say I err on the side of feeling like, is my work not personal enough? So as I thought about that, I've kind of come to an understanding of my art. And this is the second section of the episode where we'll talk about that. So I have just really come to embrace that I have a very design and process-based approach to my work, and that is not a bad thing. That is totally fine, and there really is not a right or a wrong approach when you're making your work. I feel like some artists just really naturally have this deep emotional well that they are working from in their art, and others of us are more just visually oriented and we still have those emotions, but they aren't, we aren't using our art to work through those things. So, um, a lot of what I do is make my art now and ask questions later. So I am just kind of following visually what is interesting to me, what's pleasing to do with my hands, um, what fun challenges or, uh, like different materials or different challenges of my materials. And so it's much more of like a challenge achievement play sort of a cycle um, versus I'm sure those things are going on in all of our art practices, but it's not as um, stemming from like a different emotional source. It's just kind of playing with all of the visual sides of things for me. And so I'll just make my work and really be enjoying the process. And then I'll kind of step back later and look at the body of work that I've made and then kind of find themes afterwards. It's interesting because I think there are interesting ideas going on in what I'm making. It just isn't super clear to me when I'm actually making the work. And so I'll kind of step back and then be able to see bigger themes or um, trends or things like that when I kind of have some time and some space to look back at what I've made. And so one of the examples of that is... In my floral paintings, I just like painting flowers because they're fun for me to paint. But if I step back after painting them for almost, I don't know, three or four years now, I can see some themes afterwards. So if I look at my body of work, I can see like gathering, uh, the theme of gathering and celebrating the abundance of nature. I can see that I'm using colors and marks that communicate joy, freedom, and spontaneity. And those are all emotional things, but I'm not really thinking necessarily about those emotions as I'm creating as much. So as my art making has moved from being just a hobby into a business, I've noticed some pros and some cons that have to do with my unique way of how I make my art and what it means to me. So one of the easy things that comes kind of naturally is because I'm more driven by the aesthetic side of the art making, I don't really have to feel like I have to wait for the right emotional space or inspiration to start a piece because I'm not really waiting to work out of an emotional place. It's more I can just sit down when I have the time that I 
need to create and I can just start creating because I can just respond to visually what's inspiring me at the moment or maybe what I've started on and can just keep going versus waiting for the right time to create or feeling like I need that right emotional space. So that has been a really easy thing for me to translate into doing a business because you can't always work at your own pace. Maybe you need a a project to be done by a certain deadline and you have to get it done. So that has worked well with my personal art making process. The harder thing for me is because I am capable of sitting down and just churning out a lot of work, um, that can actually take away from the simple joy of making of the things that I need to remember that are really rewarding to me about my process, like do having more time to explore and to follow what I'm curious about in the moment and finding like new inspiring problems, quote unquote problems, but like challenge, like creative challenges to solve. Um, And leaving that kind of empty space in my art practice to follow those interests and curiosities versus packing in a lot of projects that are for other people because I'm capable of you know, making a lot of work because I don't have to wait for that perfect time or place to create. So going back to the reason that I do all of this in the first place is really important. And I'm, I'm realizing that in my art practice that I need to think about that a lot more as I'm moving forward. So realizing now that the like making in high volume for other people's projects can kind of take away from the joy of making. I am thinking about what is a way that I can approach my art making process so that I can craft a process that gets back to the joy of making for me that I would have been going for when I was just doing it as a hobby. So what can I do to make my physical process of making as rewarding as possible? And I think I have been hugely inspired by the artist Emily Jeffords and her idea of doing it for the process. So one of her um, big subjects, if you follow her, she's a painter, and you can find her at Emily Jeffords on Instagram and her website. One of her big things that she talks a lot about is doing your art for the process of doing it. And so not having like the final product be the the driving factor, but crafting a creating process that is really enjoyable and wonderful and sustainable that you can keep doing it and creating for years and years and not get burned out. And I wanted to just read a quote from Emily Jeffords' blog where she says this really beautifully and succinctly. So she says, As an artist myself, I deeply understand how much the process matters in our work. To a maker, the final product is wonderful and thrilling, but the process is the thing that sustains us. So to kind of sum up what I have been thinking about in this episode um, is that I, in my personal way of approaching my work, I found that I think about the process first and then the meaning later. 
And the way that I work is fine. It's okay. (laughs) It's um, we all create differently. And some of us come from one end of of the art making process, I feel like, and then others of us come from the other side. So some of us come to it more process oriented and others of us come from it more on the side of it being the meaning or the emotion being the driving factor that kind of determines the process. And each of us has our own unique reasons and approach to art making, and that is okay, and that is beautiful, and we don't all have to look exactly the same. And the takeaway that I hope you can have from this episode is simply this, find the way of creating that works the best for you and fosters you actually making the work. That is the most important thing. Don't measure your creating process or the ideas that are going on your head, on in your head against what you see other artists saying or doing. Find the thing that will actually inspire you to make your work and let that drive you. And your unique process is wonderful and it's beautiful. And focus on that. Focus on what you find your strengths to be. And don't feel like there's a right way to go about making your work and a wrong way. I feel like for a while I felt kind of maybe like my process was not as important as other artists because somehow we've come to the idea that um, artists should be very deep emotional people and their work should come out of emotional turmoil or deep thoughts. And that's just not necessarily true. We can come from either direction, coming first process oriented or coming first emotions oriented. And I'm sure that I'm kind of creating this binary that maybe is not even true. There's probably other ways of coming at the art making process too. So I just hope that you'll take away the fact that your process is wonderful and keep doing it because that is what is going to keep you making the work and focus on what is sustainable and enjoyable for you about your art making process. So until next time, I hope you'll continue in your own unique way to make, share, and grow. Thanks for listening to Make, Share, Grow. You can keep up with the podcast and my artwork on my website, juliemarriottart.com, and on Instagram at juliemarriottart.com.